The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Guess what? What? We're celebrating the 20th year anniversary of the release of the Harry Potter films in studio today. Oh, so three English toy spaniel dogs are in their house apparel dressed in Gryffindor robes while Morrow just got back from Hogsmeade because he's the oldest one. So he's wearing a Gryffindor scarf for you. Harry Potter fans, you know what I'm talking about. He's allowed because of his age to go down to Hogsmeade. You're not a big Harry Potter fan, Dr. Fleck, are you? I think I've seen one segment in the series. Once, So you saw 10 minutes of one of the films. Maybe. Well, you know, whether you've seen the films or not, everyone has to agree that J.K. Uh, Rowling's uh, books mm-hmm. at the Harry Potter, Harry Potter series really got people going back into the bookstores and the libraries and reading books. It was one of the most impactful events in the reading world to date we need more of that today less on the internet more in real books real books encouraging kids to read and you know once you can read you can visit so many places and see so many things that you would never get to experience i mean no you're not going to be able to experience the food but reading will enlighten your mind and it will give you various opinions and it'll give you a better opportunity to message with other people because You start using other phraseology and words that we don't use on a on a regular basis so that expands your ability to enjoy other people and really to be able to understand what's going on in your present day life. And it could be whether you're cooking or whether you like a sport or, you know, or whether you just want to learn about some period in history that you were exposed to, whether in school or you happen to see a documentary or a TV show. Yeah. Well, just don't take the sports away, but you can take away the news away. Well, there were some great, so many great characters in Harry Potter. There was Scabbers the Rat and there was Crookshanks, oh. Hermione Granger's cat. And then, of course, there was the three headed dog that we were introduced to very early in the Harry Potter series. So there's always animals uh, and animal care and animal respect throughout the whole series. And that's one of one of my favorite reasons uh, that I love Harry Potter. Well, good. So I can't believe it, but there's a new line of Harry Potter pet toys. So learn more about the product line later in the show. Veterinarian Dr. Tina Wismer, medical director of the ASPCA Animal Poison Control, is here to discuss Thanksgiving dangers. And Learn what Slytherin alum dressed up like Harry Potter with his dog as a Gryffindor sidekick. Get ready to watch the National Dog Show on Thanksgiving Day. I'm excited. Get ready to watch the National Dog Show on Thanksgiving Day. Over 1,500 dogs compete to be best in show. So joining us today to talk about what to expect of the show is David Fry. David Fry is an expert analyst for NBC, the national dog show presented by Prina, which he has co-hosted since its inception in 2002. 
He is known throughout the world as the dog guy. And of course, my friend. Hello, David. It's so good to see you. Charlotte, good to see you too. Hope all is well. As we uh, come down the home stretch here for the dog show. It's getting really exciting. The smell of turkey, pumpkin pie, <laughs> and the National Dog Show. So what's new at the National Dog Show presented by Prina this year? And how is it different than last year? Well, last year we had a limited entry. It was champions only. This year the show is open again. But because of the pandemic last year, we limited it to champions only and 500 dogs. And this year it's open again. We have over 1,500 dogs, as you just said. And uh, spectators are allowed. They have to be vaccinated, but we're going to have the, our normal large crowds and, and a big pile of dogs. <laughs> You're tired already, and we haven't even had the show yet. So you got to get on your A game, David, and get some rest before the big show. Okay. All right. I got to so, address, address my dosage. I'm ready to go. Okay. So, David, <laughs> why do dog lovers really need to watch the most viewed dog show on Thanksgiving Day? Well, I think, first of all, it's because we all love our dogs. We all mm -hmm. have this great spiritual and emotional connection to our dogs. They're members of our family. So watch the dog show and root. You know what? Root for your dog. If you've got a Brittany at home, root for the Brittany in the dog show and, and watch the Brittany being shown and, and hear the things that we have to say about it. Learn some things about dog care, responsible ownership, and, and, and how much we love our dogs. And, and we want to share that with you and get you uh, suitably fired up. You know, I think the other thing is so many people want dogs right now. It's a great way to go look at some of the dogs that you might not even know exist. I mean, everyone knows the Golden Retriever and the French Bulldog and the Dachshund, but there's so many other great dogs. You're going to see a lot of dogs that you don't see walking down the street. Um, we have 187 different breeds and varieties in the show this year uh, out of 209 possible. So that's a phenomenal number. And you can see things and you can wonder and hopefully we'll answer the questions that you're wondering at home. What's the deal on that poodle haircut? You know, we'll <laughs> tell you what what the basis is, why that why that haircut is the way it is and, and what these dogs were bred to do. And what that, that tells you a little bit about their temperament and their personalities and their and their conditioning needs and things like that. So if you want to be a responsible owner. Hopefully you'll learn some things from us. You know, I've got this big smile on my face because, you know, when when we both lived in New York City, it was just typical every day. You would see all kinds of dogs on the streets of New York City walking around dogs that people never heard of. But now that I live in Florida, nobody in my neighborhood walks their dog. I, I know everybody because I'm the only person who walks my four English toy spaniels down the street. A lot of people have dogs. <laughs> People really aren't walking their dog. I don't know if it's I'm, I'm sure where you live outside of Seattle. Well, yes. And, and in Oregon as well. I've placed yeah. in both places. So, yeah, up here in the upper left. But I'm with you, Charlotte. I, I, always, I always say to people, you know, New York is the greatest dog city in the world, as far as I'm concerned, because you see them all. Your dogs are such a part of your life. You know, we, you've got to grow up with them, usually in a small space, an apartment. You can't just open the door and let them go out and romp and come back in. You've got to be a part of that. And, and I think we all have that connection to our dogs in New York. And I think that happens everywhere. It's just it's, it's more noticeable in New York City because there's so many people and so many dogs. You know, it's funny. The other day I was walking down the street and it was pouring down raining first thing in the morning. And here I am out in the dark at like 530. And like two of my neighbors saw me and they saw me out in the yard like two days later gardening. And they're like, 
Was that really you with those dogs out at 530 in the pouring rain, rain, snow, sleet? I'm like the male people, like the motto for the, you know, the old motto. Yeah, for yeah, male. Yeah. yeah. You're always out there hitting the pavement. OK, so, David, talking about breeds of dog, I think Americans love their dogs. And, you know, we know what the popular breeds are. But and like we said, we're going to see a lot of dogs that are not so well known. Talk to us about the breed entries, like which breed has the largest entry and then which breed has the smallest entry. You know, oddly enough, uh, the largest entry is Chesapeake Bay Retrievers, and really? they have four, they have forty seven dogs entered. They do a big supported entry w- amongst the the club that they have, and the 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 uh, parent club as well, the American mm-hmm. Chesapeake Bay Club Retriever Club, and and they make a big deal out of this show every year. So forty seven of them, but we wow. have forty four we have forty four Goldens, and we've got uh, thirty seven Labs and a bunch of Siberian Huskies. Uh, as we often do. So those are up in the 30s as well. I think we have four or five breeds that have over 30 entries. We have another 12 or so that have over 20 entries. We have about we have about um, 18 different breeds that only have a single entry. So, really? Yeah. Like, so, like, uh, like who? The American Water Spaniel. Dogs like that, that you <laughs> might not be able to see them on. We might not be able right. to get them on television anyway. But in some cases, the competition isn't stacked. Everybody has a chance. But, you know, it's kind of like Goldens and, and, and Chesapeake Bay Retrievers. They kind of all look alike, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we find that from people. And, and that's part of the fun of the show is that everybody can judge from outside the ring. It happens to me. It happens to you. You're standing here and, and saying, geez, I really like that one. And the judge points out another one. And it happens to me. It happens to every dog person out there that, that we say, I don't know what happened there. You don't know until you get your hands on the dog, maybe. But. You can like the dog you like for whatever reason you want it. And that's what makes great on television. David, thanks so much for being here. I, All right. love, I always love seeing you on Talking Dogs. Talking Dogs with the Dog Guy. Well, everyone, yes. don't miss the <laughs> National Dog Show presented by Perina on Thanksgiving Day. It's at noon on your local NBC affiliate. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. Hey, it's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Did you know that most dogs suffer from periodontal disease by the time they are three years old? By giving your dog loving pet products two sticks, your pet will give you the freshest and mintiest kisses. These multi-purpose treats are made and sourced in the United States, ensuring that you are giving your dog the best and safest option for his enjoyment and his health. Online at shoplp.com. Thank you, loving pets. Another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Sure, I'm a little rough and tough. Somebody's got to me. I like the outdoors. Camping, boating, riding in your truck with my head out the window. Yeah, I'll poop outside. Doesn't everyone? A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. We know people love their dogs, and many like to take them everywhere. To lunch, to work, shopping. But dogs are only welcome in places where they behave. Our very own etiquette and pet trendologist Charlotte Reed discusses decorum for every occasion in her book, Miss Fido Manners, complete book of dog etiquette. She provides tips for behaving at home and on the street, eating in or going out. 
Plus, extending pet courtesy to others in places of business, being mindful of others while traveling, and treating veterinarians, pet sitters, and dog groomers with respect. With Miss Fido Manners, pet owners can learn how to behave appropriately in all kinds of situations. Miss Fido Manners from pet trendologist Charlotte Reed on Amazon. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people. That's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. We've been talking about Harry Potter on this particular show. One of my favorites, not necessarily a Dr. Fleck favorite, but. It's something to talk about because in celebration of the first Harry Potter film's 20th anniversary, I mean, that's big stuff. Those films made a lot of money and made a lot of people stars. Warner Brothers and Fetch for Pets have teamed up to create the PetSmart collection of enchanting pet products. Okay, so this is going to be the first ever Harry Potter collection of products for pets. I got to tell you, I can't wait. So the initial line is toys, apparel and collars for Harry Potter loving pooches. And they will be able to be purchased exclusively at PetSmart for a very limited time. So here's what I got from this People for Pets article. It said, once you put your pet under the toy sorting hat, you you Harry Potterites will know what I'm talking about. You will be able to determine what house your dog best fits. And then you could stock up on the house in peril, whether it's Slytherin, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, or Ravenclaw. Obviously, I'm a Gryffindor. But I'd probably be one of those Gryffindor or Slytherin personalities. Okay, so then you can buy the apparel, dress them up in apparel and gear, emblazoned with your house crest and colors. It's going to sell fast, Dr. Fleck. It is going to sell Fast. And I guess there's product available. It's Christmas time and we're hearing it's, other product almost, won't be available. It's almost going to be available. Oh, okay. Almost. It's not out yet because I'm telling you, I am outfitting the pets. It'll be gone. Harry Potter. Once it apparel. comes in, it'll be it'll gone. Be gone. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. You know, it's so funny how the holidays, as they come approaching, there's always such a big thing for Halloween. Lots of decorations and lots of decorations for Christmas. Even before Halloween hits, there are bikes and 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 all sorts of seasonal decorations and uh, in the stores and Christmas ornaments and and lights and everything else. But we don't really have that anymore for Thanksgiving. We really just maybe have some paper plates. Uh, we expect some of the early fall uh, shower curtains and things like that to kind of cover us through uh, a Thanksgiving. And it's funny because after I uh, 
took everything down from Halloween. I actually put up some of the fall decorations back on my door to get me through uh, Thanksgiving. But, you know, one of the ways I like to freshen up my house and I and I my house is very dog oriented. So there's a lot of dog themed um, enhancements to my home. Well, anyway, seasonal decor like pillows and accessories are really one of the simplest things you can do to freshen up your home. And like I said, a lot of my stuff revolves around dog pillows and things like that. So uh, the same color palette is kind of carried throughout my whole house. And it makes it easier with that to swap everything out. My house is very ethereal. It's a very soothing gray color. So like I said, uh, for those of you who don't know, I have an addiction to throw pillows. So I just packed up all my Halloween pillows, the ones that say boo and spooky and cats in October 31st uh, to swap them out. And um, I, I like them a lot. I like I said, I have an addiction and it's nice. Uh, no room really think is kind of finished without them. So um, and like I said, I just replaced my Halloween pillow. So now it's time for Thanksgiving. And because we have the National Dog Show, of course, I have to have dog pillows around for Thanksgiving. So I just found one that uh, that I'm going to get. It's called the Gobbler 18 inch accent decorative accent throw pillow. That's a big name for a pillow. But and I like it because it's got some really cute gobble gobble humor. And basically, it's a whole bunch of dog breeds like golden retrievers, English bulldogs, pugs, and a few others that are actually outfitted in beaks and turkey feathers. So, and the pillow says gobble, gobble. It's priced at about 30 bucks. I will make sure I put it on our social media channels, but dogs are part of the family. So why shouldn't they celebrate the Thanksgiving day with you? Maybe not the meal so much, but just kind of the, the, the day for the family to get together. Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Buzz Plus. News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something good. Well, you know, I'm going to end the show on to tell you something good. Okay. So I thought this was great. So, you know. There's a, a website that people have been checking out lately called the Daily Pause. It's by it's my Meredith Corporation. They own a lot of TV stations they've owned around the country. And it's about a dog named Sadie. She was a West Virginia rescue. So for days on end, she was by a mine. And uh, this guy, Tim, would drive by to do some work at the mine. And for some reason, she just took a shine to this dog. She would wait for him to show up on a daily basis. And he just fell in love with her. She was always happy to see him. So you know what he decided? He brought the dog home. Yeah. And the family loved the dog. Everyone was enthusiastic about the dog. And I think they got the dog. They got Sadie when he was on vacation. Well, when Tim went back to work, Sadie was beside herself. And you know what she did? She sat outside and waited for him to come home. Mm -hmm. And she has been doing that every single day. She spends her days. Now he's gone eight, nine, 10 hours a day. 
spends her day in the driveway, pacing back and forth, waiting for him to come home. Mm -hmm. And on the rainy days, guess what she does? What? She stands and waits in the garage. They have to leave the garage door open. Now, that is a great story. It's a great story. It really is. And it's a great way to end our show because, you know, these dogs, we love them, but they love us, too. And Sadie, she seems like she's such a grateful dog that she found a great home and a great owner, right? Absolutely. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Dr. Fleck, it's time. It always seems like it shouldn't be, but it is. It is time. And I'm excited about Thanksgiving and hitting the table and eating some turkey and some stuffing, right? Absolutely. It's going to be great. It is going to be absolutely great. And the dog show. And the national dog show presented by Prina. I don't know. Do you have a favorite dog this year? All of them are favorite. All of them. All of them are favorite. All of favorites. That pleases all of my pet parents. You know, it's so funny when I think about like 10, 15 years ago that it's a wonderful life always played at that slot. But the thing is, it's a wonderful life kept playing and playing and playing. And the dog show is really for that two hour period of time. So really, you got to sit down, you got to watch it. And of course, we, for the last few years, have always had the winner of the National Dog Show. It is a wonderful world if you watch the dog show. It is. It really is. It. We just love the dogs. Yep. It's going to be great. Yep. So next week, we're going to talk about specific plants during the holidays, what plants can be deadly and what plants can be not, because this is the big you know weekend and then coming up that people are going to decide how they're going to adorn their houses. Right, Dr. Fleck? Yeah. You know, with the point set is so Dr. Evram Shakri is going to be with us. Yeah, I enjoy what other people do to their houses. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Perth, there's a chill in the air. So we're going to talk about some cold weather tips. So I think that's going to be appropriate just because we're in Florida. And I will say this. It is cold in Florida. Yeah, it's really cold in Florida. 50 now, degrees, 40 50 degrees. degrees. I know. But the rest of the country is experiencing 20 and 30s. So we're going to talk. That's about why that. we're not there. That's exactly right. But we appreciate you. We want to give you some information to uh, tackle the cold weather for your dog. We've been there. I guess we could say been there, done that, right? We've been there and done it too many times. Special thanks to our guests. Dr. Tina Wismer and David Fry. Of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Shampoos, skin and coat sprays, sunscreen, ear cleaner, and supplements for your dogs and cats. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus, the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know all our listeners love their pets, but one of our proud supporters loves pets so much, they put it in their name. I'm talking about Loving Pets, online at shoplp.com. They focus on healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets, and they're manufactured right here in the USA. And one of our favorites is their tooth sticks. 
It's a daily dental treat that helps massage gums, removes tartar, and freshens breath. It's a healthy treat that's not going to break the bank. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know you're looking for healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets. So think loving pets online at shoplp.com. And we've also posted special information about loving pets and how you can save even more money on our website, thepetbuzz.com. So thank you, Loving Pets, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Now you know what your dog feels like waiting for you to go on your daily walk. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people. So today, before I came to the studio, I had a really challenging thing to do. And I, I know I didn't tell you about it. I sent it to you, but I don't think you saw it. I actually went to Adele Webb here in, in the area in Lakewood Ranch, and I gave a presentation about dog-friendly landscapes. Believe it or not, it was 75 pages. I managed to get through all 75 pages in an hour with some great pictures. Thanks to our assistant, Hallie. She put the whole thing together for me. Really challenging, really fun, and it went over really well. Well, what is it that you presented? I did a presentation on dog-friendly landscapes. So it was broken down into statistics about dog ownership as well as gardening stats. Then I talked about the benefits of each. And believe it or not, a lot of people don't know this. Dogs make you feel responsible, connected. You love your dog. You're connected to something. Um, They actually, you know, petting a dog uh, helps increase levels of serotonin Mm -hmm. and dopamine. And you know what? Kids that are exposed to dogs at an early age have less asthma and less environmental allergies. And you know, what's really great. Hmm. Like dog ownership, people who garden have better cardiovascular uh, health concerns. Kids who are exposed to gardening at an early age have less autoimmune problems and less allergies. So basically the uptake is pets and gardening is great for you. And from there, I talk really about problems that you have with your dog, because that's why people dogscape. Dogscaping really is landscaping your yard or the grounds of your home with your pet in mind. Mm. And then I talked about some of the common problems that people have really with their dogs. So here's one. Uh, And it was uh, something that my friend Beretta, her dog does down the street. Beretta likes to dig in the grass. She doesn't dig a lot. But Beretta digs a cooling pit. She likes to lie in the cool Mm -hmm. yard. So one of the suggestions was maybe put some cool water outside. Use one of those great Yeti bowls so it can stay. You know, the other thing is get Beretta a pool. Add some water. But supervision was key. I talked about uh, other forms of digging. Dogs who eat plants. Dogs who wear the grass down because they run along the border. And a lot of people don't realize Yeah, you know, dogs, as we know, experience the world through their mouth, through their nose, with various other instincts. So, for example, there was one picture I showed of a German shepherd. Now, it could be a German shepherd or it can be like a Rottweiler. Dogs that are naturally instinct to patrol the security, to guard. They run along the property fence. And what happens as they run along and they keep going over the same area over and over again, they wear down the grass. One of the solutions is you can put a two foot border in there. And if you want to block it off, you can block it off with shrubs. So there are all these things like 
dogs who like to dig. Instead of having them dig your yard, give them a sandbox, put some toys in there, put some treats in there. What if you have a dog that wants to eat all the plants and the flowers? Well, one of the solutions is maybe that dog is hungry. Maybe he needs some more food. And then I talked about lawn care. You know, one of the things that always ruins our lawn is urine. And this is what I thought was really interesting. And people, people were shocked by this. A lot of times people think that the lawn turns brown because of the uric acid in the, in the dog urine. That's not what it is. It's the nitrogen. So anytime you look at a spot on the yard where there's lots of brown spots, you'll notice right around the brown spots, the grass is really green. And that's because the yard is getting some nitrogen, but in those brown spots, it's getting too much nitrogen. So we also talked about um, the best grasses. So it's always a good idea to know what the best grasses are for your dog. Here in Florida, one of the best grasses for dogs is Bermuda grass. And the reason is it has deep roots, deep roots, and it heals really quickly. It grows fast. So if you have the dog that's running around the yard playing, doing those dark turns, the deep roots will hold that grass in place. And because it grows so quickly, all those spots can heal faster. So your reseeding efforts are not going to go in vain. I mean, obviously there's work. There's zoysia grass, grass for another, another example. Zoysia is great grass, but here's the thing. It has deep roots. It takes four years, three to four years to establish. It takes some sun, but some shade. So all of these are particulars about your yard. Also, some of the problems that you have, the reason a lot of people landscape is because of that specific breed of dog. And then I talked about seven or eight plants, common plants that you can find at one of your big box stores, your Home Depots and your, you know, your Lowe's that can be toxic to dogs like the gardenia. I have gardenos, beautiful gardenias I have in front of my house, bougainvilleas. So, so many great plants that we, that we see at the landscape places. Hibiscus, although hibiscus are not toxic to pets, there is one species of hibiscus, the Rose of Sharon. Remember in the fifties, everybody's mother wanted to have a Rose of Sharon, very toxic. Then I talked about native plants. I used about 10 examples of native plants here uh, in Florida. And the funny thing is during the course of the presentation, Hallie, my assistant, she saw a picture of what's called lantana. Well, all lantanas are deadly for pets. But she said, well, I took the picture out and swapped it with another one because I think you couldn't see the butterfly so well. So I noticed right away, I said, Hallie, but the picture I used was native lantana. So, you know, as, and this was for a garden club presentation. So by going through all of these things, people learned a little bit more about their pets and they specifically, you know, learned, of course, lawn care. But one of the other things that they really thought was interesting is the fact that I talked about breed specifics, breed personalities. And for those people who said, I have a mixed breed dog. I said, you can always get your dog DNA tested to learn about some of the specific characteristics of your mix. All makes sense to me. Right. And then I kind of wrapped it up with some Christmas plants. So um, as Dr. Shockery always says, as you know, the Christmas tree, right? Mm -hmm. The Christmas tree can be a big problem and different Christmas tree types can be more dangerous. It's the fir, it's the needles. Uh, I talked about mistletoe, uh, holly. Holly's great. A lot of people have holly, especially Christians, because holly really for Christians represents Christ. Uh, you know, the pointy leaves represents the thorn. 
uh, the berries represent the blood and the green color represent the everlasting power of Christ, the life. And then when you think about it, the berries eventually fall off as they dry out and they, a dog can eat them or a child can eat them. So it was nice to go through that. And then just signs to recognize that, you know, what happens if you're, you think your dog has been poisoned, what are the steps that you go through? You want to make sure he's breathing. You want to make sure you know what you think you've eaten, what part of the plant, whether it's the berries, the stem or the leaves. And then you want to go into if he rubbed up against something and he's having massive skin irritation or it absorbs poison through the skin, you want to be able to wash it off. Also, not going on Dr. Google to use home remedies to make him vomit. Uh, Wait for your vet or call the animal poison control. So we didn't have a lot of people. We had a nice group of people, a little bit less than 10, but everyone thought it went really well. So I'm going to be doing the presentation again, but for my master gardener volunteer group. So this was a great practice. Good. I think it's very informative. Yeah. So I'm going to put some notes up on our social media channels. I think it's wonderful. Good stuff, right? Good Good stuff. stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. Hey, it's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Did you know that most dogs suffer from periodontal disease by the time they're three years old? By giving your dog Loving Pets products two sticks, your pet will give you the freshest and mintiest kisses. These multi-purpose treats are made and sourced in the United States, ensuring that you are giving your dog the best and safest option for his enjoyment and his health. Online at shoplp.com. Thank you, Loving Pets, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. They call me Prince like I'm royalty or something. But the places I've lived ain't no palaces. So I don't need grilled salmon or a new scratching post. Just give me a cardboard box and a can of tuna and we're good. You can even change my name. I'm cool being the kitty formerly known as Prince. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. yourselves for big news. We're going to the place where all the action is. It's time for Pet Buzz Celebrity Pet News. The most sensational news. Fantastic. I'm so excited. You, you, you ready? Here's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Let me start off this segment with uh, some celebrity news, and it's going to have to deal with Harry Potter. So, And I've been actually saving this little tidbit of news for a while now. And it's actually from Halloween. But Tom Felton, as you remember, he's the actor who trade Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter movies. Well, he outfitted himself during the spookiest time of the year as the chosen one. Tom traded in his green and black for garnet and gold colored robes. Felton accessorized himself with a wand, round specks, and evening a lightning bolt scar on his forehead. To show that he was really serious, he adorned his dog, a black lab with Gryffindor scarf emblazoned with the Gryffindor house emblem. In an Instagram post appearing to be penned by his dog, it was written, WTF, Dad, I feel we all have a little Gryffindor in our hearts. 
dangers such as pancreatitis, bloat, and toxins are a significant risk for your pets during the holidays. So remember, an ounce of prevention is much better than costly veterinary bills that can affect your Christmas spending. So appropriate. So appropriate. And in the spirit of attempting to prevent a Thanksgiving Day pet disaster in your home, medical director of the ASPCA's Animal Poison Control Center, veterinarian Dr. Tina Wisner. And remember, she's a dream team member for the Pet Buzz. She's here to discuss some of the calls the center receives during the week of Thanksgiving. Dr. Wismer, dream team member of the Pet Buzz, welcome to the Pet Buzz today. Thank you for inviting me back. I think he just likes saying that. I do. Okay. She's a great dream team member. So what is the number one reason that people call the Animal Poison Control Center during Thanksgiving week? So if I can quote the musical Oliver, right? Food, glorious food. (laughs) Um, Animals are getting into whatever we're eating. Um, So especially this time of year, we run into problems with onions and garlic. And when we think about how much is too much, when we think about onions and garlic for a dog, about a teaspoon per pound can be problematic. And for cats, it's as low as about a quarter teaspoon per pound. Oh, that's not very much. And then, you know, you start the whole baking Thanksgiving weekend, the decorating. I mean, there's so much. That's favorable to me because, you know, what my feeling is about garlic. Oh, you hate garlic. garlic. You hate it. That's good. But you. And you don't even think that much of onions. Yeah, I use onions. I like to have a bad breath. I love onions. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do. Uh-oh. I love onions and I love garlic. Anyway, as I said, talking about glorious food, you know, we know that there's so many methods to preparing a turkey for Thanksgiving, including frying. Big thing in the South is smoking. There's baking, wrapping. And of course, there's the yummy, yummy stuffing. But many people are turning to brining their turkeys. So can brining pose a danger for dogs and cats? And can you explain why? Sure. So brining, we use a salt solution, right? To get the meat moist. And what happens is people will brine like in a big cooler. And it's not uncommon that dogs are able to flip those things open and they'll drink the brine. It can actually cause salt toxicity. Wow. That's why I guess in the summer they tell you to be careful with your dogs going to the beach and gulping all that salt water at the beach. Too. Yeah, just stay away from the brine. Also, you have to be concerned about frying turkeys can be dangerous. Yes, it can burn you and your pets. Oof, set your I've house seen it on happen fire. before. So if we do give our pets a little Thanksgiving treat, like I'm sure I will, what can we give them from the holiday meal? Sure. So small amounts of turkey with no bones or no skin are perfect treats. Also, vegetables, right? Green beans, carrots, um, you know, anything that's, you know, healthy. But we don't want our treats to make up more than 5 to 10% of our calories. But then again, I'm thinking, I, you know, like, I love green bean casserole, right? We didn't really have it up north, and I just love it. And it's one of the most popular things to be served with the Thanksgiving meal. It's the only thing I knows how to make, yes. <laughs> Right. With the onions and everything, the crispy onions. Okay. But we can't give them that because there's tons of cream. Right. Right. That could certainly cause stomach upset. So maybe like the green beans 
I think the best recipes really call for like the canned ones or the frozen ones. So maybe before you put all the cream in the onions or even the sweet potatoes, maybe when you just bake them, you can take a little slice or two off. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if you have mashed potatoes, maybe, you know how you boil them and stuff, take a little bit, you know, you want to give them the white meat too, don't you? Yes. That's probably better for them. Just curious. What kind of feline dangers come to mind during that Thanksgiving week? So with cats, probably the most dangerous thing is many of us, when we cook our turkey, you use string to tie the legs together, right? Mm. That string absorbs juices and fat and all that wonderful tasting stuff from the turkey. So cats can eat those strings and become um, obstructed. Mm -hmm. Dr. Tina, can you talk to us a little bit about the trash and or discarded food items and how they pose a danger to our pets? Sure. So not only we maybe find things like bones, right, which can potentially cause, you know, a perforation of the digestive tract. But if you're like me, things live in the fridge for a few days and then they get moldy and I throw them away. And if the dog or cat gets into the trash, those molds can actually cause tremors and seizures in our pets. I would call that segment a trash talk segment, wouldn't you? Trash talk segment. I don't know where you get this stuff from. Okay. You so, had a question. Yes, I do. <laughs> what are some of the other reasons pet owners call the Animal Poison Control Center during the holiday? Uh, decorations for Thanksgiving. Huh. Um, you know, those beautiful centerpieces that may have lilies in them that are very toxic to cats can cause kidney failure. Or we may be using things like, um, you know, beautiful multicolored corn uh, to decorate and dogs can eat corn cobs and become obstructed. Those centerpieces are problems anyway, because when you're trying to eat and watch the ball games, they're just in the way. So don't need well, them. a lot of people don't even sit at the table anymore. They just sit. You know, you're you're yes, watching TV. All, no, like, let's be honest. OK, you go from waking up for the Thanksgiving parade into the dog show. Yes. And then from the dog show, you go into the football game. Yes. And then there's more football games. Yes. And then maybe somebody wants to serve a meal. Yes. And half the people don't want to even come to the table because they're so worried that their team is losing or their team is winning. Don't forget about nap time. And then. The wife or the girlfriend or the family yeah, yeah, or the grandma yeah. is pissed off because yep. she wants to hurry up and go shopping. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. Yep. And then so they just like now it's just like free for all. Sit where you want, watch the game. And most people, a lot of people go shop and the younger people, because they're not necessarily watching the folk, they all go shopping. You mentioned desserts. What about desserts? Is that a problem? Oh. I love desserts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, most desserts, you know, things like pie um, and, you know, pumpkin rolls, they are pretty high in fat. Um, so the big risk with those is vomiting and potentially pancreatitis. Okay. That was a good call. I'm glad you brought up desserts. Yes, yes. Okay. So can you remind us of the telephone number of the ASPCA Poison Control Center? Because if you're having all these problems, you're not going to be able to get your vet. Maybe there'll be limited emergency care clinics. So we need that number. And then how best should pet owners prepare for the phone call? Sure. Phone number is 888-426-4435. And what we would like is information on your pet. How much does it weigh? How old is it? Is it on any medications? Um, which may make our recommendations change. And what did our animal get into? 
And she forgot the one thing that no vets like to talk about. Oh, it money. Cost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> money. Money. Money, yep. money, money. Yep. Yep. Uh, we do have a uh, $75 fee. And that's a one-time fee, no matter if we resolve your issue in one phone call or if your veterinarian needs to call multiple times on your case. Just to remind you, if you need help for Fido or Felix over the Thanksgiving holiday, the ASPCA Poison Control Hotline is 888-426-4435. There's a credit card fee of $75. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know all our listeners love their pets, but one of our proud supporters loves pets so much, they put it in their name. I'm talking about Loving Pets, online at shoplp.com. They focus on healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets, and they're manufactured right here in the USA. And one of our favorites is their Tooth Sticks. It's a daily dental treat that helps massage gums, removes tartar, and freshens breath. It's a healthy treat that's not going to break the bank. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know you're looking for healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets. So think loving pets online at shoplp.com. And we've also posted special information about loving pets and how you can save even more money on our website, thepetbuzz.com. So thank you, Loving Pets, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. And now what everyone's always waiting for every week, it's Flex Facts. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. Hi, Dr. Fleck. How are you doing? I am doing marvelous today. How are you doing? I'm good. And I, I, you know, it's so funny because I was when I was doing some research and looking through some articles this week, I found this really interesting case. And it was actually uh, a Fox News story about a couple who had a dog that contracted leptospirosis. Now, I thought this was really interesting. So listen to the facts and then I want to get your comments. So they actually they had a 12 year old puppy. They only had him for 10 days when it contracted lepto. It stopped eating drinking, playing. It just completely shut down. They called the vet and the vet said, wait a day. Maybe he just picked something up or he just got a little bug and bring him in tomorrow. So when the vet saw the dog the next day, basically after seeing the dog in the condition that he was in, he said they need to transfer the dog to another medical facility where the dog needed to have $30,000 worth of dialysis. But there were no guarantees that the dog would live. I read this story and it was like there were all these little holes in it. So based on what I'm telling you, and this is a short synopsis of the story, they had showed pictures of the dog in New York City. They showed pictures of the dog in the country and they only had the dog for 10 days mm-hmm. and the dog was only 12 weeks old. So right off the bat, what's wrong with this story? Well, as I have puppies and they're going through the initial puppy series of vaccinations, we always instruct people, stay home with your pet until, until all of the vaccinations, all the puppy vaccines have been completed, which is around 16 weeks. So if you're going other places other than home, 
you're susceptible to be picking up any transmissible disease. Like lepto, like parvo, like a variety of other bacteria and diseases that a dog can pick up. And viral. And viral. Well, you know, what was so interesting about this store, they were talking about this kind of burst of or increase of cases in larger cities of lepto because of rats. So talk a little bit about rats and lepto. Well, rats carry lepto. And when they when they when they void, when they pass their stools, they leave the lepto Uh in the stool in the ground where the puppies can go. Because don't forget the rats, whether it's in New York or in Florida, they run through the lawns, they run through the streets, the same place where puppies and other dogs go Uh and cats go also. So consequently, they can pick up this disease, this bacteria disease Uh from the rat poop, essentially. Now, one has to understand that we're always concerned about the variants with COVID. There's a lot of variants or serotypes of leptospirosis, Mm -hmm. too. So it's important that you try to prevent it rather than having to treat it simply because you may be able to treat one of the one of the serotypes more easily than some of the others. But just try to avoid it. That's the important thing in Florida, for example. After it rains, we have our rainy seasons. There's a high incidence of of lepto that can be found in the pets, which then again, because it's a zoonotic disease, can be transmitted to us. Well, what I thought was really interesting about this case was, uh, and this is something you and I talk about on a weekly basis because you see a lot of puppies or you see a lot of adoptable dogs. The gal who lost her dog, they eventually put the dog down. They euthanized the dog. Uh, what was so interesting was she said she never heard of lepto. So what does that tell you about her knowledge about vaccines? This is something that I try to lecture every day when people come in with their puppies or they don't come in with their puppies. Please Google at least Google and find out how do you take care of your puppy with health concerns? Mm-hmm. What should you do to prepare your puppy to grow to an adult with proper health care, which does include visits with the veterinarian and the initial puppy shots, stool analysis, which will sometimes bring out some of the intestinal parasites. But this lepto is only found in the blood. You can only find it by doing blood tests. So, and lepto, so you said it's bacterial. Tell me a few other symptoms about lepto. So that people will be aware of it. Well, unfortunately, the the spectrum of of symptoms for lepto goes across the board. But primarily, you would start being concerned in the urinary tract. So if you start showing urinary tract problems, pee-pee problems, pee-pee problems, maybe peeing too much. Okay. uh, Irregularly. If it's a cat outside of the box. If it's a dog having accidents in the house when it normally doesn't, then you look for blood in the urine. But it also affects the GI tract, too. Mm-hmm. So, so you, might you, have diarrhea. you might have diarrhea or maybe just stops eating. Now, you know, it's an, it's interesting. But what about I mean, you would start seeing lethargy, right? Absolutely. And then how long does the disease incubate? Because I'm just curious if they see the one thing they didn't tell you is where the dog came from. A real viable question. You're yes, asking. a very, very. They didn't tell you where the, she bought it at a pet store. If she got it from a breeder, that was not mentioned in the article. So, and I, you know, the other thing was maybe the dog had lepto when they got the dog and it took that long for it to 
come out. Absolutely. Is that, is that a possibility? Absolutely. Yes. Remember having the discussion with our expert on hookworm? Yes. And what Ray they had, Dr. Ray Kaplan. What Dr. Kaplan had indicated that a good host of all of the dogs in the population have a slight infestation of hookworms. Lots of dogs do. Right. They just don't show the clinical signs. Right. And they're usually not harmful. But that's because of certain types of resistance. Well, with lepto, lepto is present in a lot more dogs and a lot more of our pet cats than what we really recognize. And it's in such a low level that sometimes our body can take care of it. Our mechanisms for defense and treatment within ourselves can take care of it. So it's only when the, the, the immune system isn't capable of fighting it anymore. And that's when it surfaces with clinical signs. So I guess like to wrap it up, make sure that you buy your dog from a reputable breeder who's going to give you a contract guaranteeing that the dog is healthy. Yes. What do you say? Okay. Also, if you do have a puppy, not only should you know about what shots the puppy is going to get, you should keep the dog in the house for 16 weeks. Absolutely. Keep it there till it's finished with its entire puppy series. And then also, let's not just talk puppies. We need to talk about our, our other pets in the family, sure. they're susceptible to this. And again, it's a zoonotic disease. And I know a number of people that have experienced uh, lepto disease within themselves. And it really varies within people. Neurological signs. I think affecting. it's a great idea to talk to your veterinarian about what shots and why you're getting them. And also, I think and, you know, I know you do this with your patients. It's a good idea to talk about what environmental concerns are happening surrounding you. So for example, when you just talked about when it rains a lot here, you know, we see more wildlife coming out. Absolutely. Certain times of the year. I mean, it's kind of like certain times of the year we have to worry about gator mating season. So we might start seeing more gators and other than golf courses, a lot of other places because they can travel really far. So I think it's important to make sure that either you can Google what a puppy's first shots are, but also, I, I, and I know you've, I've heard you say this, go to reputable websites, right? Go to university websites, veterinary school websites, go to well-known websites. The American Veterinary Medical Association, mm-hmm. dot org. Anything else, Dr. Fleck? That's all the Flex fact for this week. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz.